Welcome, Randy. Thank show you. I'm starting. Uh, my first question is concerning this decade, what God has shared with you. What has He shared with you? Well, this is a very interesting uh, decade. Uh, it's a time of uh, the awakening uh, that's leading into the Great Transformation, Great Reformation, actually, that's coming to the church. So uh, we're in an incredible time of transition as a church, as a body of Christ. Uh, we're awakening to uh, new truths, to the fullness of some truth that's been in Scripture. But really, we're um, going headlong now into uh, the fullness of times and everything that the Lord uh, has written about in Scripture that we read that uh, is going to be accomplished uh, in our time and our generation, I believe. Could you give an example of um, some recent prof uh, prophetic things that have come to pass, predictions about this decade? Sure, I can. Uh, there's a number of uh, things that we could talk about. Um, of course, we do see the church awakening, which is uh, self-evident to many that are in the body of Christ and that are attending church or sensing, you know, more, and they're going after the more. They're looking for more of an experience in the Lord. They're looking for uh, a closeness to um, a greater measure of faith in His presence. So I think that's a really good sign. Uh, then uh, some things in the natural. Uh, we've been prophesying uh, about uh, shakings and about earthquakes, about volcanoes. Uh, and trying to have the people prepared for them to have a uh, minimum of any injury or to avert them. And, of course, we saw beginning of 2010 there was the Haiti earthquake and other earthquakes. And uh, then uh, also right again here in this uh, 2011, but more interestingly is, is the uh, volcano in Japan has just recently decided to erupt a whole bunch. And uh, so these are clear and evident signs in the natural uh, that God is doing. Uh, we had another one, Prophecy 2, that we put out um, last year, and this year too, and it was rather disturbing, in that the Lord began to reveal to us that there was going to be uh, some assassinations and assassination attempts. And uh, so we put the word out to pray about those things, and uh, unfortunately, we know with uh, Gabrielle Giffords and others that there was uh, uh, these assassination attempts. And so, uh, I have been saying, Lord, uh, thank you for the word, and, and uh, now understanding that we need to really press into where, when, who is involved so that we can enter into a greater level of prayer and uh, intercession to avoid these things. So uh, there's some things that have happened uh, right away, uh, very clear things uh, that uh, we have mentioned that God is showing in the natural uh, and supernaturally uh, in the earth. Wow. They're right on, and um, I just want to make a comment um, on some of these things, like the one in Japan. That struck me because I had listened to your prophecy before that had happened. I had listened to the first week in January, and then it happened, and I was like, wow, he's right on. That is the Lord giving a warning, you know, or preparing us for the times ahead. Um, he, he, he truly is. He truly is uh, showing us that, when the prophets are speaking now, um, it's not a long time in the long future. Uh, it seems as though, at least with my ministry and fellows like me, as the Lord gives us a word, now we can uh, begin to see that the fulfillment is coming fairly quickly. And uh, so it's not like it was, you know, a long time ago we gave a prophecy maybe 10 or 15 years down the road. It come to pass. Now it's like if you hear a word, uh, we better be paying attention to it. Instant in season. 
Yes. <laughs> now, it, um, I'm going to add a quick question about that. You said acceleration is happening. Now, is yes. that because the Lord is coming very soon, in your opinion? Yes. Well, we see that uh, we've entered into a time in biblical history, in prophetic history, uh, that has satisfied enough of the uh, prophetic words that needed to be fulfilled to really put us into this third reformation period. And so, because of that, the things that um, have been unfulfilled as far as the prophetic words, now we see them very quickly beginning to come into view, into our own everyday life experience. And we have a sense that um, the time of the end is drawing much nearer. And so those are the things that used to be theoretical or futuristic. Uh, now we're beginning to read them in the newspaper, watch them on TV, and for many of us experience them in our own lives on a daily basis. Wow. I think that's amazing. And um, what do you feel the Lord has spoken specifically for 2011? 2011 uh, has a number of emphasis to it, but uh, the one that I'm most excited about is the Lord really spoke to me out of John chapter 4, and He talked to me about the water pot harvest, um, and He related it to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, who came and brought her water pot to the well to gather water. And of course, we know the story that the Lord spoke to her about her life, and she went immediately into the city and said, come and see the man that told me whatsoever I've ever done. And so we see an entire city come out to see Jesus. And uh, so um, this is an amazing phenomenon that's going on now, particularly in light of the fact that uh, it says that these are people that we've formerly had no dealings with. And so as believers, I, I sit here what God's saying is, go to the people you formerly had no dealings with, whether they be rich or poor or different race or uh, even different uh, religions. I'm particularly saying it's time for the Muslim harvest to come. And uh, so we see God doing that. But uh, more than that, Zane, this is a very interesting thing to me. Um, if you notice, the woman at the well was, um, if you will, a bit outcast of society. She wasn't in the mainstream. We know that because the time she went to get water at the well was much later than the time you would go if you were uh, you know, in with society, if everything was okay. So she was trying to hide something. And uh, so uh, Jesus knew when she was going to be there. So he came when she was going to be there. So it was a very divine encounter. It was a purposeful event. Now what that says to me also is very incredible. It's beginning to tell me that God is looking for what I call hidden harvesters. Those that society may not see or we would avoid. Or we would never believe that God would use them to win many other people to the Lord. But if you remember, when she was encountered, she went and, and uh, brought an entire city to see Jesus. So she was a hidden harvester that actually had the ability or the anointing or the calling to bring an entire city to the knowledge of the Lord. Uh, we see the same thing with the gathering demoniac. Jesus made a boat trip over to Gadarene, and there we find this man's blocking the way into uh, this region of Gadarene, into Decapolis. And if you read the story, Jesus simply went to set the man free. He cast the legion of demons out of him. Uh, the guy was clothed and in his right mind. And now the amazing thing is this. He said, well, I want to come and follow you, Jesus. And everybody would say, well, yeah, let's come and follow Jesus. I mean, we're free. But this is what happened. He said, no, go and tell your friends what I've done for you. Now, if you look at the big picture here, he was from Decapolis. And Decapolis means ten cities. Ten cities. So the woman at the well brought the message to one city, but here was this uh, gathering demoniac 
when he was delivered, he was another hidden harvester. So he brought the message of the gospel not to one city, but to ten cities. And so we see this acceleration and this emphasis on harvest where the Lord's not simply going to save one or two people. We're now entering into that period of time where you're going to see a city, uh, a state, and even nations at one time coming to the Lord by the witness of some of these hidden harvesters that we're, that we're getting right now. We're actually harvesting the harvesters. And so it's a very exciting time. Reminds me of Paul, who was killing the church, and look, he wrote half the New Testament. Wow, I'm excited to see that. Um, Very exciting, yeah. And you remember uh, when uh, Stephen, who was going to be the bright rising star of the New Testament church in his time, uh, you know, he's stoned. And so what does God do? He said, Devil, if you're going to take my best guy, I'm going to take your best guy. So I'll just take the Apostle Paul, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, my next question is um, concerning a prophecy Bob Jones had given. Um, he said, This is the year of the lion, a year of authority. What. Excuse me, hold on. Um, what do you believe God is granting authority to different members in the body this year? I do. Um, I came about that revelation a bit different. Uh, I know the Bob came about it from the wheel within the wheel uh, of the eagle and the lion and the oxen and, and, and the man and so forth. So uh, I know that, uh, that the time of the ox is completed and the time of the lion is come. And, and we are the wheel within the wheel, God being the wheel. So we are becoming one with him. So it is the season of the lion, that is correct. Uh, but I came about it this way. I had a, a visitation um, a few months back uh, when an angel came in and spoke to me and said to me that the uh, trumpets are being formed and the priests are being prepared to sound them. And he took me to Numbers chapter 10, explained the protocol of Numbers chapter 10, that when the church moves, or when the cloud, as it were, lifts and moves, there's a protocol to follow the cloud. And uh, so as I read through Numbers chapter 10, I find out indeed that uh, Judah goes first with the sounding of the trumpet, then Issachar, then Zebulun, then the uh, tent or the tabernacle or the meeting place, if you will, is taken up and moved with, by the tribe of Reuben and so forth. So there are forerunner tribes that are going ahead in this time of transition, in this time of awakening. And interestingly enough, it is the tribe of Judah. Now, Judah means praise, so we know that praise is the breaker anointing on this awakening, but on the staff of Judah is the lion, the lion of Judah, praise. And so, yes, the lion is going first right now, going to be followed by Issachar, who knows the times and the seasons, and then uh, with Zebulun, who carries the, the uh, recruiter's pin, if you will, which I relate to Psalms 120.10, he signs up the willing volunteers in the day of his power. So we see all this going forth. It's very exciting, and it is the year of the lion. But I tell people this. Um, even though the lion meets boldness, there's a couple things you have to understand. Number one, authority has always been directly related to obedience. If you obey, your authority is um, commensurate with your level of obedience. That's why you have authority is when you obey. Uh, of course, obeying out of sonship. So sonship has to be in place. And then the Bible says this. It says the righteous are bold as a lion. And so boldness does come and authority does come, but there's a righteousness factor that has to be there. In other words, um, 
it seems as though God says your boldness is directly related to your righteousness. If you're righteous, if you have no holes in your armor, you have no sin in your life, if you have those components taken care of, then you can be very bold because there's nothing that the enemy has in you, and Christ has completely uh, filled you, so you can be very bold. So yes, I see the authority coming, but it's not simply just a given. It has to do with relationship as a son. It has to do with righteousness. And it has to do with obedience. That is, now, um, can I ask a question about that? I want to add to the what you just said um, that no sin, no holes in your armor. Could you go a little more on that? Okay. Sure. Uh, I believe that this. Oh, go ahead. No, uh, I'm sorry. It's the audio. Okay. I'll fix that. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, God is uh, really calling us to have dominion over sin in our lives and uh, you know we're really at this point of time where we can't afford to have sin in our lives or even be flirting with sin because uh, sin directly uh, is you know uh, um, a, a separation from God and it's a, it's a tainting of our spirit and it's also something in the back of your mind whether you consciously think about it or not if you have sin and if you are living in a life of sin it affects your relationship with the Lord it also um, can affect, to some degree, the ability of him to move through you because you're not uh, as confident or you're not as forward with your faith because you have that little reserve. And so as the Spirit of God exposes sin in our lives and we're faithful and obedient to uh, deal with sin issues, whatever that might be, washed, cleansed by the blood, at that point, uh, then you come into that fullness of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Full relationship, no hindrance, no delay, everything is good. So you can walk as a son of God in the righteousness of Christ, a mature son about the Father's business, and I will guarantee that all of heaven will back up everything that you do in his name. Wow. I think that is something we all can keep growing in. I'm looking forward yes. to it as well. But we can walk in it in this lifetime. Uh, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 2012. I've been dying to ask you that. <laughs> I saw that video on XP Media, and you have the yes. book that your um, your ministry is offering. But um, what is 2012? What is the Lord gonna do? And what? Tell me about that year. Well, I think it's going to be a very uh, intriguing year. I think that there's going to be a lot of things happen uh, cosmically that are going to really wake up the entire universe. Uh, to the nearness of time and to the frailty, I think, of humanity. Of course, we know that there's many ancient prophecies that are uh, coming to fulfillment right December 21st, 2012 at 11, 11 p.m. I mean, that is the hour. And uh, that's not just by coincidence. The, the uh, Mayan calendar, which is an ancient calendar over 5,000-some years old, is coming to its cycle again. And at that exact moment of time, it no longer has the ability to keep time. It resets to its long count. So that indicates something's going to end and something's going to the beginning. Then also the uh, ancient uh, Chinese prognostication tool, the I Ching, or I Ching, as some would call it, uh, also on that very date and that very hour ceases to be able to prophesy or to tell the future beyond that time, indicating that there would be possibly no future. Uh, 
So we see some uh, those prophecies coming. Uh, uh, Merlin the Magician prophesied about this time. Uh, the Sabaline prophecies, Mother Shipton, many from way back in the day, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th B.C., uh, these prophecies have been there. And so all of the occult, cult, and New Age world is looking for a tremendous activity, spiritual activity in this time. Many believe it's the end of the world. Some believe it's the dawning of a new golden age. Uh, some are believing that um, it will be the end of humanity as we know it or the beginning of an enlightened age. You know, much is out there. So I really took a close look at this and studied all those things out to see uh, indeed what was uh, going on, what was behind all of this. And uh, I came to the understanding as a believer, obviously, that there are many prophecies uh, that are left unfulfilled biblically. That, of course, even if you just look at this tribulation period, in the mid of tribulation period, um, there would need to be the Antichrist who would um, uh, you know, set up the abomination in, in the temple. Well, here we are in the uh, first part of 2011, and there is no temple in Jerusalem. There's no third temple. And so unless there's a supernatural building project, it's impossible for us to be right into the tribulation period, three and a half years. Uh, Damascus is still standing. Uh, you can just go through about 30 or 40 prophecies like that and find out that uh, the Bible will tell us that we're not at that time. And uh, so 2012 uh, isn't the end of the world, uh, but I do expect some significant things because uh, there's such dramatic change coming into our society right now, and evil uh, and wickedness really has an agenda. The devil really has an agenda. So I believe that there's going to be a great exploitation in 2012 by Satan. In other words, I believe he's going to unmask evil to a proportion we've never seen or experienced before. I believe it's going to come into the earth um, via that expectation of all the cult and occult folks. But more than that, the uh, Milky Way, uh, the earth and the sun at that time are going to be in perfect alignment, which is a very rare thing. Now because of that, um, the gravitational plane of the Milky Way uh, as it spins, flattens out, and so that plane, if you will, that magnetic field comes into the Earth's orbit. Now, when that happens, it potentially can do a lot of things. First of all, it can pull a lot of flares off the sun, uh, that kind of thing, put it in our atmosphere, which could affect communications. It could affect uh, um, uh, our electrical grid, uh, a number of things it could actually take out for a period of time. Uh, also, uh, it is possible, it is plausible, but highly impossible, that the gravitational plane of the Milky Way could actually flip the poles in our Earth, north to south. Uh, in other words, like North Pole, South Pole stuff. Crazy stuff. Uh, that would actually change climate, you know, everything. And uh, so if that were to happen, you could see we'd have a major upheaval on our hands. Uh, I don't believe that's the case, but at any rate... Um, it's going to be a significant time, and I, I'm telling people to really be prepared for, you know, possible solar flares. Uh, so some common sense stuff, have some food and water ready, some things for a couple of weeks, just in case there's an interruption. But more than that, be prepared spiritually, because I, I tell you, Zane, I really honestly expect there to be an unmasking of evil uh, in the earth realm that you and I walk shoulders shoulder with every day like we have not known prior to that time. I believe it's going to be exploited totally by the enemy. Can I, can I um, go a little deeper where a lot of people don't dare to go about that? Sure. I love that, going places where people don't <laughs> dare to ask, but um, 
I read your book, The Nephilim Agenda, and there's a lot yes. of talk going on about them being released in 2012, and the prophecies talk about, you know, a being coming, and, you know, is that Nephilim possibility in the natural I realm? I believe that's very real. I believe you're hitting exactly on what I was uh, between the lines referring to there. Uh, Kazikotl and others, you know, from the Mayan prophecies are supposed to return. Uh, reptilian race and grays, large and small, all those things related to UFO and Nephilim uh, are, you know, prophesied to come. And that's why I say I'm, ex I'm really expecting the enemy to exploit that time. And I do uh, think that there is going to be spiritual beings unleashed into our earth realm, uh, whether they be Nephilim or some creature of evil, but they are going to definitely uh, come at that time. I just I know that's going to be true, and so I don't want Christians to be obviously caught off guard. Obviously, why I wrote the Nephilim agenda, and uh, glad to to speak about that with you today because that's a very very real uh, spiritual thing that um, we're going to have to begin to address and deal with as much as we'd like to not uh, deal with it. Maybe a you know go on our lives in normalcy yet. Uh, too much is at stake. Too many end-time things are coming quickly, so we're going to see the best and the worst. For such a time as this. Yes. Uh -huh. um, just um, another quick thing. What is it? Uh, we've talked about, you know, what's going to happen. What is um, a key um, to be able to prepare for the events to come? Like, how is the Lord? Has the Lord given you any key strategies? There are a number of things that uh, that have to happen in the earth uh, before the Lord comes, and and so I'll just take it back to one aspect of it. Um, even though those that know my ministry know I teach on the mantle of Elijah that has to be in place, I teach on the bridal paradigm, the preparation of the bride, and of the saints movement that's coming. All those things are moving forward at the same time. But I want to talk about authority because indeed in 2012, as these things begin to come upon the earth. Um, your spiritual well-being is going to be uh, highly uh, determined by one's understanding of, number one, who they are in Christ, and number two, out of that, which we spoke about earlier, your authority. Because as the darkness increases, uh, the church is going to increasingly become the answer for man, because we are the only ones that know what's going to happen, but number two, most importantly, have the authority and the ability to do anything about it. In other words, when demons begin to manifest openly through multiple people in the Western Hemisphere, the government can't do anything about it, the, the police department can't do anything about it, but Christians, even a small child, has the authority and power over evil. And so we're going to see many things you know, like that uh, begin to come and transpire uh, in 2012. So authority is important, knowing who you are in Christ, and then understanding there's going to be um, evil supernaturalism come upon the earth, and uh, it's something that we can't hide from anymore as much as we'd like to. So I'm telling people, you know, it's really time to be equipped, uh, know how to pray for the sick, know how to cast out demons, uh, know how to discern what's human, what's evil, what's divine. Uh, you know, it's time to figure these things out. I have two final questions for you. Um, what has the Lord shown you about the economy, about America? Is it true we're going to have the Amero, or, you know, one nation as a continent? 
the Lord has really shown me a lot of uh, effort by the enemy to take away the sovereignty of the United States. And uh, if you go back and look at the 2010 newsletter, I brought it up again also this year, that I saw again in that vision where I saw the enemy really taking away borders. Uh, he was trying to, wanting to, uh, to make um, uh, Canada, Mexico, and America all one continent, for lack of a better term, or one area, one zone. And I believe the effort is towards, you know, the ten nations that will be coming in the last days, the ten kings that give themselves allegiance to uh, the Antichrist. So I see an effort by darkness to do that. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I don't think anybody wants that to happen. Uh, so I believe, you know, prayer is in order. But uh, as far as currency, we know uh, you can actually Google and go online and find out about the Amero dollar. And you can find out some of those things that are, you know, postured there should this happen whether it be a change in our currency and our commodity. Uh, if you look at the new uh, basket of currencies worldwide, uh, we find some very interesting things going on there uh, in regards to revaluing currency and economies. And so I think we're in the early stages of those things, and uh, I don't think we've seen it all yet. But of course, we know that we're going towards a cashless society and a one-world government. Uh, that's no longer a theory also. That's something that we are watching day by day. So I expect America to really fight for her sovereignty, and I pray that we do retain that. I believe that um, we're linked uh, to Israel. I believe that we are uh, uh, a, a people that are stewarding the country of Israel, and so I know we have grace and favor there. Uh, but as you know, when we let that go, I have a lot of concerns uh, about our sovereignty and even our identity as a nation. So um, we need to really pray for mercy, and we need to pray that uh, that uh, our economy would recover. It doesn't look real good, obviously, just in the natural. Uh, but uh, God has a way. Uh, he has a way to sustain us uh, in the days ahead. So what doesn't happen in the natural, God will provide for us in the supernatural. That I'm confident. Amen. Um, could you pray um, before we get done here for some of the viewers? Um, for some words. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, over those that will listen. And I pray, God, first of all, that the spirit of wisdom and understanding would come upon them. I pray the eyes of the understanding would be enlightened, that they would know the hope of your calling and of the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints, and the greatness of your power towards us that believe, according to the working of your mighty power which you work when you raised Christ from the dead, and seated him in heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but that which is to come. And you placed him head over the church, which is his body, which fills all things. I pray that revelation would come to all listeners. And I pray they would find their hope and their peace and their security and their um, righteousness and their boldness and authority in you. I pray you keep them. I pray they would seek you and I pray they would find you and that they would know you and know your great salvation. Father, I also just pray for those that um, would be in fear right now. And I just tell you in the name of the Lord that God did not give those who believe in him a spirit of fear, but he gave them power and love and a sound mind. And I pray, God, they would understand in these days that when they come into the kingdom of God through belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, that the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And they can know those things in this life now and in the days to come. So Lord, I pray over those uh, that 
also would have an infirmity or sickness in their body. Uh, Lord, as they have faith in you that right now, God, I release the anointing for healing and for strength and for recovery. And I bless what you're doing, Lord, and I bless those who hear that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see and grace to do the right thing and to be in the right place at the right time in the days ahead. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, amen. Amen. Randy.